Hi, Saxon's grandma. Hi, Saxon's grandma. <laughs> Saxon, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How are you doing? Dude, back. Where where were you? Uh, you know, over here in Las Cruces, New Mexico, the greatest uh, greatest city on earth. Yeah, but weren't you just skiing? Oh, I was just skiing. I was up in uh, Colorado chasing snow bunnies and living the dream, man. I'm going to say, you know, just kidding. Angela, I'm joking. I've never chased snow bunnies. I, was, I love it. Yeah, it was a good old time, you know? It's crazy. My little brother, dude, that dude is rugged as hell. Mm-hmm. He's going down. He went down this mountain, dude. No fear at I've, all. I've never, I've never gone skiing, snowboarding, nothing like that. You're white enough to do like really good at it. I feel like it's natural. I am white enough to do it. I'm not rich enough to do it though. Nah, that's fair. Where point. the fuck did I put my phone? I got to show you this video. This is, I have an irrational fear of like snow and like, not, not snow. No, no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> this is the most random like, ass fear ever. No, like skiing and stuff because of this video. Hold on. I got to find it. Is it the one of the dude like flipping no, like clockwise? You... Dude, I can't find my phone. Am I fucking idiot? Dude, I, I literally think I left my phone in the other office. I might have to go grab it in a minute. But brutal. No, it's uh the guy literally he's like snowboarding down a mountain. Oh, with the bear behind him? No. Oh he's God. going and then he goes over like these trees and then he sees a board in the snow and he's like, What the hell? And there's somebody stuck. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Upside down, uh-huh. like six feet underneath, like upside down. And he's just he's sitting there and he has to dig him out. And I was like, Oh hell no. Pass that. Yeah. I'm have you good. seen the one of the girl like she like puts her snowboard on like on a mountain? She's singing like Rihanna huh. and then she lifts it up and she has a GoPro on. And while she's singing going down the mountain, there's a grizzly bear behind <laughs> dude, her just jogging. Dude, the bears. I keep seeing all right. Everyone knows that you know is on Instagram. Instagram reels are pretty pretty rough. They're pretty rough, especially rough. the comment section. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of good entertainment in there. Yeah. But um I've been seeing a lot of like wild animal videos, mm-hmm. and one of them was a grizzly bear. He was charging these guys they're in like alaska or something and they're just going down the river and then the guy hands over in the camera and there's like two grizzly bear cubs on the riverbank and then you just hear a bunch of trees snap and you see a, a brown blur shoot out from the bank and within two seconds it is on the boat like fully yeah, grown no. and the guy shoots at it like scared off they have a gun because he saw the grizzly, grizzly bear cubs and he was like he pulled like he had his gun ready shoots twice at it and it turns around runs back the comments were like why would you shoot it yeah. People are stupid. <laughs> People are stupid. I don't know. If I ever saw a damn grizzly bear coming at me, yeah. yeah hey, they're it. only getting dumber, too. Oh, yeah. You want to, so you want to hear this craziest thing? So, like, in in Wyoming, Jackson Hole, there's this bar, and it's called, like, the Cowboy Bar. It's, like, a really well-known bar. It's, like, super cool. It's all rugged and everything. Mm-hmm. And they have this, like, full mount of a – I think it's, like, a brown bear or a black bear, like a full mount. And it's – the story goes is there was a dude – the bear attacked this guy – and he was on top of him, mauling him. And the cowboy killed him by biting his jugular. Like, he had enough adrenaline oh, dude, to where he didn't stab it. He bit its throat and killed the bear. And it's, like, mounted fucking there. savage. Dude, like, that's got to be a top five guy of all time. Oh, like, 100%. to have the balls to, like, just... Chuck Norris is scared of that, man. Chuck Norris is scared of that, <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing that can compete with that, dude. That Imagine is incredible. being able to be like, hey, weird flex, but I've uh, I've killed a bear by biting its jugular. Oh, cool. You served in the Civil War? Killed a bear with my teeth. <laughs> No biggie. I'm just that, I'm just that cool. That's just a normal, normal yeah. Tuesday in middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Yeah, you know? polio doesn't scare me at all. No one can top that, dude. That's ugh. some serious people out there. Yeah, I can never. Some hard ass. Oh yeah, hard ass people. I was watching um, last night. I was watching that new World War II. I know you're a big history guy. Oh, okay. we're gonna talk about oh, history, of course. But it was like that. It was an old World War II. It's not old. It just came out, but it's like a. 
footage from like the front lines, World War II from the front lines. And it's like real people like telling their stories and stuff. And there's like a 13 year old that joined the Polish resistance. And it was like, it was him talking about killing German soldiers, like sneaking up on them, killing them. And he was like, and I'm like, dude, this guy's 13. Dude, my brother's 12 and I can't get him out of his room. Imagine being 13 years old and having to take out the enemy. Bro, there were some absolute badasses back then. Like, do, oh, do you, you know, on TikTok, the guy called the fat electrician. No. So he does like he does like a podcast also. And mm-hmm. he does like all he does is he like picks a person like on, uh, you know, any person that has to do with like military from like all the way back then to now. And he goes on like a series about their lives. And I've been like glued to it like last couple of days. Most badass dudes on earth. Yeah. Like it's absolutely incredible. I'll send you the link to it. But that dude is he just like goes in depth about these guys. And I'm like, holy shit. Like those were some mean ass 18 year olds. Right. Like I'm like, seriously, I'm like, dude, I no. mean. You see all this stuff, and then you're like, "Fuck, what am I doing with my life?" I know. I just saw. I was like, "This guy." You know, I was like, "This guy was 19 with two medals of honor, with like 50 confirmed kills, and I'm over here. I can't even cook an egg over easy." I'm hey. like, "Dude, what the hell is wrong with my life?" I'm like, I suck. Different times, man, dude. People are soft these days. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Some, and yeah, I can't even cook an egg. Like, that's a whole like serious like that's thing. Bad. It is. It's it's bad. How are you gonna be working at a restaurant and you don't know how to cook a? I got kicked off grill. I'm on fry side, baby. <laughs> So I, oh, I can make french fries i can make pork fries i can do all that i, I ain't cooking no burger oh dude i can cook a steak and box mac and cheese i, I got the essentials dude, done did you have i got an air fryer back in uh kansas that is the way to go i man. can imagine kansas so that's much. like michelin star dining shit <laughs> <laughs> out yeah, there yeah no. pretty damn close yeah they're like dude throw a possum on there <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, we have fast roadkill squirrel got froze to death on the asphalt yeah dude i ha- i saw a squirrel almost like kill itself Morning. Yeah, so we have like an awning outside uh-huh. our, like over our driveway. We have an awning, and I went out one morning to go to class, and as I'm walking, it's like a metal awning. Yeah. As I'm walking to my car, it's parked under there. I hear on the roof, and I'm like, "The fuck!" And then I just see a squirrel go and splat right on the driveway. I was like, and then it like it's froze there for a second, like two seconds, and I was just like, "I just watch it." Squirrel suicide. squirrel kill itself. And then it just jumped up and ran up a tree. And I was like, oh, my God. what did it, it was wild. Oh, I'm going to love that. Squirrels. Wild I'm animals love are that. funny. Love being around them, though. Oh, yeah. You're just watching them. And you're just like, oh, it's great. Oh, my one of my best friends, She uh, yesterday I see her story. And it was like, uh, she was like little bastard. And I was like, what? She's like scrolling up. She like ran into a full-grown cow elk just right through her. And she's driving this little small-ass car right through her windshield. Have you seen like, like oh. fully-grown elk and moose? Oh, I almost hit one. I mean, you went to you've been in, you I go to Montana all the time. Oh my god, dude! First time driving, I was with my permit. My dad, so we, we would fly in Southwest, didn't fly to Montana, so it flew into Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. We had to get a car and drive to where my family lives, and so we go up there, blah, blah blah, have Thanksgiving. We're driving back, and we go down this one hill, and it's like there's a blizzard out. It's windy, so it's and I'm driving. We're like in this little tiny Altima, and yeah, so we're going there, and I had come over this hill, and right as soon as I turned down, we're going like 75 on the interstate. There's like a whole herd of elk, like 400 elk, just like right in the middle of the road. And my yes. dad freaks out. What the fuck? He's all, stop, 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 stop. So I hit it. Roads are icy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's miserable. I'm sitting there. Man. Yeah. I'm honking. I'm skidding about 200 feet right into God, these elk. And I'm the sitting brakes there. I'm driving in icy Dude. weather. Yeah. You see, I'm from New Mexico. We don't have very much ice. So I was just holding that shit for dear life. I was That's like, a, oh my God. It's a Midwest survival tip right there. There you go. Driving on icy roads. But... From Andrew Preve, top top five moment of oh, how yeah. to drive. Midwest. That's important. Yeah, that's sick, dude. Yeah, crazy. Dude, I when you see, like, I've gone when I was on, like, we drove up to Oregon a few summers back to go see my grandma, mm-hmm. and because uh, my dad's from there, and we were driving through, like, the middle of nowhere, Idaho, and there's wild horses 
just running, running wild. Yeah, wild horses. That's Western as hell. Dude, I know. It's sick, though. It must be just, beautiful, yeah. Right. Dude, get, get away, man. Get out of the city. I'm jealous that you get to go to Montana. I've Bro, always wanted to go. It's a vibe. There's a, there's one bar. Mm-hmm. There's one bar in that town. It's a population of 74. What, what town is it? Alder, Montana. It's a population of 74 people, and there's nice. one bar. And everyone there goes there to, you know, drink and socialize and everything. I also caused the, I'm proud to say I'm caused the only traffic jam in Alder, Montana history. First time driving stick. Nice. It was bad. Like a 68 Ford bucket seats. I'm sure, me, I'm sure you got some old 60 year olds named Randy yelling at you. Be like, you got to put it in the next gear. You know what the craziest part is? Huh. That's my grandpa's name. And he was sitting in the middle yelling at me the entire time. Well, I Sweet. say, man, white people know white, white people, people know white people, Doc. What can I say? <laughs> There's always a relative named Randy. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. no, it was it was chaotic. I got a, I stalled it in the middle of the intersection, and I couldn't get it up. I I drove it to the bar fine. I couldn't get it back, and I was sitting there. I was like, shit! So my dad's yelling at me. Grandpa's yelling at me, and I'm. It's the first time in my life I ever looked at them and cussed them out. I was so stressed, and I looked back, and there was a whole. Slowly, everyone from inside the bar comes out and stands at the front and just watches. And next thing, by I stalled it about like the tenth time. There's 30 people out front of the bar all yelling different ways how to start it. I probably finally, put oh, side bets down. Oh, they like, are. I don't many, doubt it. How many more stalls oh before God, I was so it. damn stressed. I was like sweating. I was about to cry. I was like, dude, shut up. I was telling, like, I was telling all of them to shut the hell up. I finally got it going and mm-hmm. it was just like Super Bowl. I love it. Oh, yeah. Darren Foster, return nice. kickoff. Everyone is yelling and cheering. I was like, God damn it. Dude, I went, speaking of relatives, I went to a. I went back to Wisconsin mm-hmm. in September for my cousin's wedding, and I saw relatives I hadn't seen since I was ten. Because I'm from Wisconsin, you know, I, I lived there for ten years. You're, you always gave me cheesehead vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. big time. But um, I go and we're at the wedding and everything like that. My parents, I'm standing next to them at the bar and they're laughing and I'm like, "What's so funny?" And they go, "Andrew, I'm pretty sure eighty percent of the people that are at this wedding were at our wedding." <laughs> And yeah, it was weird, dude. People coming up to me, oh my gosh, you've grown so much. Isn't that the worst like white people thing on earth? Like I, they all know it's a you, top five. Yeah, but that. that's always the same thing. Oh, I don't even recognize you. You grew so much. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, shut up. Like that is like a top five mm-hmm. white people thing, dude. It's funny, and they drink like oh, well, I believe in Wisconsin, dude. dude. It's the only way to stay warm. It's all they, it's all they do. Yeah. It, it was it's for me. So you know, I'm a very like. I mean, you, we, we've known each other since the summer, right? So. You know, I don't drink a lot, no. right? It's a rare, rare occasion. Very rare. And for anyone listening, I am 22, so I'm of age, but... He's just boring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I just never... I've never gone into it. I don't think it's that good, but... So we go to this wedding, and everyone's just... You know, it's a wedding. Yeah, so everyone's drinking kinda, and everything like that. Yeah, the peer and, pressure is insane. Yeah, and they're just throwing back drinks. Next morning, we go over to my aunt's house. Again, it's like... 10 in the morning, mm-hmm. we're all throwing back drinks, yep. yada, yada, yada. And then we're just sharing stories. And my uncle, he's like, yeah, one time, you know, I was a little, I was a little messed up. So, and he's like, he, they were visiting like our grandma mm-hmm. up in rural Wisconsin, like yes. another town of like a hundred people. And he's like, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I decided to get out of the house, you know, I'm driving down the road and, you know, I'm uh, sobering up. So I'm drinking a few bush lights and I was like, i had to sober up well he's just driving from my grandma's cabin literally a mile down the road straight away to my other my other my aunt's house and yeah he's like yeah i'm sobering up drinking a couple bud light or a couple bush lights and i'm like i don't think it's like fractions man they don't they don't cancel out like that i'm not sure that's exactly how it works but you know whatever you do you man you have to stay warm one way or another yeah dude it's 
scary. I'm glad I didn't grow up in Wisconsin because I don't want to go down that road. I, I can't imagine how many teeth you'd have right now. Probably be like, I don't know, I'd set the over under at 13 and a half. Look like I'm from the, the back hills of West Virginia. Oh, that one that one inbred Appalachian family they always post. Oh, dude, that's messed up. Have you seen those videos? Oh, dude, the barking's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. That's sad. Oh, it's, it's so sad. But I can't imagine, like, walking at that cabin at, like, 1 a.m. And, like, terrifying. you're just lost. And then Have just... you seen, remember those old horror movies, The yeah. Long Turn? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. I was like, dude, no, pass on that. Like, yeah, dude. Oof. You want to know, you want to know when I was younger, my cousin's? These guys, they were dicks for this. I think it was my cousins. They showed me The Hills Have Eyes before I moved here. Mm. And I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but that terrified me as a 10-year-old. And I was like, I'm moving there. And then we're driving through the middle of nowhere desert on the way down here. And I was like, oh, my God, this going to happen. Yeah. I no. I mean, the one that is terrifying that I didn't even realize was real until I was like 14 was the Toy Box Killer. Did you ever hear about that mm-hmm. serial killer? Mm-hmm. So, like, he's based in T-Receipt. Like an hour, like less than an hour up the road from Cruz's. Okay. The toy box killer. He would literally have like. I'm gonna fix this. Okay. Like he would literally, he would literally like him and his wife were in on it, and they would kidnap girls, and they had a trailer they would drive, and they would like do unspeakable shit to them, and then they would bury them in the in the lake, and they did this for like years. I'm pretty sure. And they finally found out, and I was like sitting there, and I didn't realize it was like T or C, and I was all, oh my god, I was like, I go swimming in that lake. I was like, that is terrifying. Yeah. Some fucking weirdos out there, dude. I know we got some weird ass people in New Mexico. That's all I'm gonna say. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's always New Mexico. It's always New Mexico, dog. We're the uh, Florida of the desert, dude. It's horrible. I I recently rewatched uh, Better Call Saul. Dude, I still haven't even finished that. Oh, I don't know how. I know. Dog. Watched all Breaking Bad. I watched El Camino. I just dude, haven't watched Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad, in my opinion. Everyone says I need to watch it. It's fantastic. It's it up. has the best ending of any TV show. I think season season six of Better Call Saul is probably the best television season of all time i will die i'll die on that hill i i know a lot some people agree with, agree with me other people don't mm-hmm. dude i'm telling you best it was so well written well you know uh, you know I, I think if we're gonna talk about best finales i mean game of thrones has to be up there that is one of the best final seasons of all time that's sarcasm oh absolutely yeah. that was horrible <laughs> that last season was yeah, brutal it is my favorite bit about that is that it's Family Guy when they make fun of they made fun of it. Oh, 100%. and they go, it's like the final now, fight. Yeah, like, it's now time it's like the the fight against the White Walkers. Like now time for the fight, the most epic fight we've been building up to for the last eight years. But we're gonna make it too dark. But we're gonna make it, pitch it black, and then we're gonna blame it on guys t- people's TV sets. Yeah, that was. I remember watching it on my phone because I watched it on like illegal websites because I'm not gonna pay for a fucking no. HBO. Yeah, I figured yeah. I just stole my buddy from high school's family's account. So, you know. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. Yeah. You got to use the resources. I've never known it. one person to actually own HBO Max for themselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Anyways, I'm watching it illegally on my phone, and I remember being like, "Dude, it's so dark. I can't even see what's going yeah. on." And then I was like, and then I had my brightness all the way up, still couldn't see. No. It. I'm like, oh, okay. So this was an issue that they had. Love it. Nope. It's you. Yeah. They, they gaslighted it's, the entire gaslight. country in the world. I was so impressed by it. I was like, you guys got balls. Yeah, dude. It's like, I aspire <laughs> it's like, to be you. your fault. No, it's like, no, it's your fault for being broke. Yeah, having dude. a cheap TV. Like, oh, thanks, Game of Thrones. Like, like, really good that in my life. Man. How, to, how to turn an entire fan base against you in one, <sighs> one press conference. So much promise. Mm-hmm. I really want to watch it with my girl, but I'm also like, I think there's too much like tops off. For me to like validate, saying, a lot of see that's the problem is it's like such a great plot. This war's great. The like you know the writing's incredible, 
and then it's just like that and it's like okay well now i just look like a perv whenever i recommend it I'm yeah like, my you know, my problem. mom was like yo let's watch game, game of thrones i've always wanted to watch it i'm like you can watch it yeah you, you know you watch that enjoy first it. you, you watch that first it. tower scene yeah with uh nice. cersei you yeah, know and yeah. jamie mm-hmm. you, you have that first scene after that if you still want to watch it just let me know yeah it's like yeah that's i told her i was like no it's really good but i'm not gonna watch it with you. <laughs> I'm not, yeah it's just gonna be really awkward and i can't like look at you yeah. you know like you get that weird you're just sitting there. You're like, like oh, I can't look at you her. Hit them with the, the awkward side eye because they're next <laughs> oh. to you on the couch. Like, mm. You start looking at your phone. You're like, damn, the weather apps are yeah, weather right now. Oh wow, Kanye's back on Twitter. That's cool. <laughs> Didn't know that. Oh, Kanye, dude. Oh, what a guy. I know. Did you see the Joe Rogan and uh, Sh- you know Shane Gillis? Is, oh, of right? course. Yeah. Did you see him on when they were talking about Kanye? Oh yeah, it was great. It was like now everyone's in on Kanye because the whole yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's like, like, oh my well, god. Well, what better time to you know what better time to get back on the Kanye train than right now? Yeah, man. I, I always like I always love those memes where it's like me. It was like me talking to the ten out of ten baddie, and you say. I love Kanye's music, but I don't agree. I don't with agree with anything. And it's, it's like <laughs> I would die for Kanye if he asked yeah. me to. Oh, 100%. Dude, I love that, dude. Yeah, he's got some good music. He's got some great Shane music. Gillis, Shane Gillis said it perfectly. He said, this is going to take one album and everyone's going to be Exactly. I was like, I hope you find it. If, if Bud Light can come back after what, what happened with yeah, that. Yeah, Bud Light, but Bud Light needs to get comeback player of the year this year. Yeah, didn't they with, sign with, with yeah, Sean Strickland? With UFC. Sean Strickland. Yeah, dude, dude, they did an incredible. I was sitting there, I was like, wow, you go from losing all that to like, I know it was, I know they the switch up was crazy when I went to Walmart and I saw that they had like the, uh, camo pattern on their aluminum cans i was like ah i was like they're, they're trying they're to get the rebound they're back, they're back. Baby. they're so bad yes brother <laughs> hell yeah brother we had we talked about it in my marketing class last year our teacher was like you guys want to talk about it she's like it's a big marketing issue like what happened and she and like i raised my hand and they're oh, like, okay, what do you think went wrong and i go they didn't they they thought their audience their target demographic was something that look at you not, sounding smart yeah no, well, said, i literally said, uh, kind of stupid that's what i graduated come on but uh i literally said i was like they didn't know their target demographic like let's be honest man who drinks bud light angry rednecks in the south <laughs> and blue collar workers yeah then, not i mean i'm just gonna say i've never once been to a bar and i've seen a girl or a very city guy walk up to the bar and say can i get two dosekis for me and my friend or can i get two bud light for me and my friend i've never once seen that in my entire life however i have one, at one point seen my father slam a 24 pack on a hunting trip <laughs> and not strip a beat so i'm like all right that's the demographic you know i was yeah. very accustomed to it but like wow they really blew that one like i was like oh my god i was like how the hell do you do that that bad was, that's horrible yeah yeah there was a all-time bag fumbles for them they lost so much money it was like 14 billion in market value one thing i will say that really like amazes me is like global warming whether you believe it or not right like most people you know they don't do research they just kind of feed on what they get I'm pretty sure if you were able to piss off the entire redneck population about cancer, they would find a cure within a day because I know so many rednecks who once that happened, they researched the brand, they researched the parent company, they quit drinking all the liquors. Like my father has been on chewing tobacco since he was 13. (laughs) He's been drinking since he was 14. And that man kicked his beer of 30 something years in one afternoon because he found out he quit drinking the scotch that Anaheimer Bush bought. And I sat there and go, what the hell? I was like, I've never seen you care so much about something. Yeah. I was like, they pissed you off once and you gave up your entire like t- palate. Uh-huh. I was like, what the hell's wrong with you, Mar? Mm-hmm. It was very admirable, honestly. Well, I think I think it also it showed a lot of people across the country that 
if they put their minds to something, they can make it. <laughs> I, know, I, so, I remember they were like, we're, we're boycotting it. Like, you know, all the pages. And I was like, all right, nothing's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and then like yeah. two days later, it's like $14 billion lost. I was like, holy shit. Dude, they couldn't keep it. One of my one of my buddies worked at um, Walmart or one of the people in my class oh, worked yeah. at Walmart. And he was. There's like what, it. like 50 like, cents a can this, on those big like, boxes? Dude, it's the only thing we have everything yeah. else is sold out I remember on fourth of july they showed like the pallets were completely full and it was like mm-hmm. coors was empty bush was empty and it was like just pallets of untouched bud light i was like wow yeah i was like and you know it's like the people who even supported the decision they're still not gonna drink bud light because it's terrible so it's like they just like lost the only people that thought their like nasty water was good hey but they're making a comeback you know they got sean strickland in their corner which that dude is, that dude is a he's, dog he's so funny dude oh I think, he's awesome so i Recently, you know, Shane Gillis mm-hmm. and Sean Strickland have been popping off. Oh, 100%. Like, they've been getting super popular. And everyone's like, I wonder how they got so popular. And I'm like, I know exactly how they got yeah. so popular. They're normal people. Like, they act if, normal, I mean, they're I, just very good at certain things. I don't say, I don't know if you would ever say normal, because I think Sean Strickland's the farthest thing off from well, normal. The, well, I mean, <laughs> he, like, he says what everyone thinks. That's the thing. Like, I saw one, it was like his interview, and he's just saying some outlandish oh, stuff. My God. They, they go, all the comments are like, bro, bro's literally just talking about his intrusive thoughts like, oh 100 he does not care i know like i like the one where it was like a serious like i remember it was like right after he beat israel it was like it was like he just blew up like mm-hmm. every all these interviews i've never seen i just saw like shoved in my face and i was like he's like some people just need to get beat by their dads more and i'm not saying like with a belt gently i mean like drunkenly beat i was like wow i was like you know you're like, oh, yeah, I yeah. agree with that one. I don't know about that, but I was like, you see, I can see where you're coming from. I told, I told my parents every time I tell people that like my my dad and my mom used to hit me when I was a kid, like they didn't like like I'm not Look, welcome to Andrew's yeah they were session, but like you know if I was out of line, oh 100 they would, oh yeah, they put the beat down on me if I needed it, and I I love that for that. Like honestly, I'm thankful that they did that because oh, yeah, my kid ever screams at Walmart. Oh, I'm Adrian. Peter- I'm Adrian Peterson. One hundred percent with a stick. I don't care. It's like, yeah, no, hell no. I'm never putting my kid on a monkey leash. I'm just gonna have him live in fear. Dude, I saw that on your story. That was that when you posted. Yeah. It was in your neighborhood. Yeah, I was, dude, this one mom was walking her two kids, both with monkey backpacks, and I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "On fairway?" I was like, "This is crazy, bro." We get some weird stuff happening on fairway, man. There's it's cruises, man. It's cruises, but it's also like fairway, like. There was one time last year, we're sitting there, and my buddy who's who was on the team with me, he's back home in Washington. Mm-hmm. So, like, his car is still there, and I'm there with my other roommate. And we're sitting there, and I walk out because I got work at 9. And I walk out, and I see his, like, passenger door. Like, his car's parked on the street, passenger side facing us. And so, like, I look, and I see it's cracked. And I'm, like, walking inside. I'm, like, yo, Will, I think you forgot to close his door. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't use it. Shit, someone broke into it. Nice. I run up and check. Whole, they tried to hijack it. They broke they broke it apart, couldn't get it moving because his car is like a 1999 piece of shit. And so like it didn't move. And I was like, oh my God. All right. I called Tyler and I'm like, hey, bro, someone tried to break in your car last night. Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, sorry, they didn't steal it. You can't get the insurance on it. I was like, yeah. And I look, I look, and down the road, there's another car that's like messed up, and there's this old man fixing it. I'm like, what the hell? So I go over a talk and the cops filing a report. He's like, Yeah, someone tried to break into this. And I was like, Oh, someone tried to break into my buddies too. He's like, oh, okay. And then so I come back later. And file the whole report, and the, apparently they tried to hijack his car. They got it halfway down the street. It stalled out, and they just left it. But they messed up the drive, so it could only go in reverse. So it was just this old dude hauling backwards up the street, reverse, going like 40 miles an hour. Dude, like, oh. You want to hear something funny? The same thing happened in our neighborhood, but it serious? was my car. Oh, Dude, it was when I, it was my first year in Kansas, and I, we live in the ghetto. Like We live south of Wichita. I don't even know Kansas it's, has crime. 
I'm just saying. There's not much I happening Wichita, there. Dude, it's bad, dude. Wichita, I think it's human trafficking capital of the world. I swear. Like, oh, I think 40... I did see a documentary on it because it's like the intersection of all the highways, yeah, right? Because everything um, connects through it. So that's like it's like the hotbed of it. I mean, but anyways, so we're in the sketchy area, right? Mm-hmm. And I have like my old expedition. It's a 2007 expedition when I was driving up there, right? Mm-hmm. I come out one morning and the middle console, I see it's open and I'm like, that's weird. I remember doing that. And then I go, go around, everything's tossed out of it. They, and I was like, damn. But I got robbed by the dumbest person because I had a jar of quarters and dimes in the cup holder. Mm-hmm. Didn't touch it. It was like in the, it was in the door, like downside, or like down on the driver's side door. They didn't touch all the quarters. There's probably $25 worth of stuff in there, like of coins. And then they took all the pennies that I had in the cup holder. And then they took my little Bluetooth thing that was. Who's that? I'm just saying about that statement. Oh, okay. At least we know he didn't touch the pennies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyways. um, But he, uh, he took like my Bluetooth thing and tried to get like, take the rest of it mm-hmm. and couldn't get it. And then he stole our neighbor's car. Huh. And I was like, wow. This guy picked the worst car. To, he, he picked a broke college student to break it. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta check your demographic before you commit a crime. <laughs> like, dude, you picked one. One it wasn't even the nicest car there. I think it was an older car, so he's able. To, he was stole able to actually protein. get in. Stole my protein. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what are you gonna you gonna take my fucking like, my creatine? He took my Bimal stickers. If I left my creatine in there, I would have been mad. I oh, hundred like, percent. I, I mean, creatine's expensive, but I would have been like, just hate this guy, asshole. Yeah. Dude, but we, yeah, we get some characters up there in Wichita. I can imagine. I mean, like, you know, yeah, like, I did this thing this year. We did a an Albuquerque crime bingo set this year. Mm. So we got our buddies, and we all had to pick the crime, the victim, and the perpetrator. Like, if the male, whether it was the gender, the age, and then you had a wild space. So it could be, like, uh, assault in a fast food parking lot. Oh, okay. And so everyone picked one. And so we had like 30 people. And at the end of the week, we would check the news reports and find it. And the first week, seven people picked one. <laughs> seven nice, people. Dude. And it was like most out-of-pocket thing ever. Like I was like sitting there and it was like one was one of my buddy did. He was like, okay, victim's going to be 14 male and the criminal's going to be 21 female. And I was like, okay, where's he going with this? He goes, teacher, sexual assault. I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, at Albuquerque? I was like, no. I was like, no. And then. Everyone was like, yeah, we're just going to do assault. Keep it easy. It was like assault on central. And that, of course, hit. Like, Bingo. Yeah, 10 times over. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, that's just a layup. That's a nice little team bonding experience. Oh, 100%. Right yeah, we're like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. You yeah. know. You guys still have the the house that everyone goes to? Oh, yeah. We had a good time this year with it. Oh, I yeah. say, oh, yeah, we had, a, we had a Christmas bash or nice. Halloween bash. That was, that was exciting. We had a little tiny townhouse. We had about 300 people there. It was sure that was a good time. Oh, it was hectic. It was so hectic, but it was it was a great time. You know, we had a uh, my friend's birthday there. He uh, got iced five times, and by the end of it, he you know, I still got to show you that one. Yeah, he still ended up pretty much on the floor. So, oh, there you go. Happy birthday. You know, <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Happy happy birthday. Happy happy birthday. Hope you're okay. We used to have the the team function house, and then my my roommate and I we were like, nah, no more. We can't. It's just, dude, waking up the next morning. Oh, and just like it's disgusting. Mess, your, your shoes stick to the floor. Yeah. And, and it's just like stuff missing. Yeah, he goes, somebody else can do it. And then this year, there's another, these other, some of our other teammates, they, they have a house now. So everyone goes there and they have to deal with that. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. We had a, we had some pretty interesting times, I will say, there. 
we had a one of the rodeo team girls she's like this like it's really interesting she has like eight hundred thousand followers like huh. she's like super popular right and i was sitting here one day and it was after one of these and i walk by the front door and i had these like two metal like picture frames that i got as a gift last year and it was like a, me and my roommates right like mm-hmm. you know just like from our baseball pictures and they're gone and i'm like who the hell would steal picture frames of us and then i sit there and i go to her house one day for a birthday party and i'm sitting there and i see it hanging up i go what oh, the did she steal for them. yeah she swiped them and i was like what the hell did you do that for she goes i don't know i thought they were funny i was like okay i was like thanks chess you're like well i'm gonna take these back now. Yeah, I was, no i she like literally was adamant she was like i'll fight you it was like if you try to take it i was like okay whatever she's like so she gave me a polaroid like it was like a stupid one she's like you can put this on your wall instead i was like yeah whatever i'll take it and i was like you know so we have like a whole wall of memories now of polaroids it's all interesting oh well, there you go yeah, you know, it was... uh, seems like a decently fair trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got, uh, you know, we got MV Pavia, piss boy. Our quarterback, you haven't seen anything of that? No. Dude. Dude, you guys have the most, and then New Mexico State has if the you see... most oh, yeah. if you see... exactly for hazing. Uh-huh. I remember no. you telling me about if you that. See, if you see NMSU on ESPN, it has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> like, I'm just well, so certain of that. It does have something to do with Well, it has something to do with off the field. It's almost <laughs> never on the field. Like, it, you'll never see a check out this top 10 dunk from NMSU basketball. <laughs> watch this Watch this 75-yard pass from our quarterback. No, it's always, yeah, well, someone got uh, molested for months. That was the most chaotic Dude, last year of my life. I thought, I thought it was funny when you posted your B-reel from beginning of the fall, and it said, it was a hazing meeting you guys had to do for the athletic department. Uh-huh, yeah. And I commented, I was like, make sure no one, no sticks are, are going. Up. Yeah. We had, uh, we had three hazing meetings this year and I was like, yeah. I was like, Oh my God. We love it. Eesh. It was so much fun. I was all go Aggies. I was like, Aggie up. <laughs> yeah. So one of the crazy things was, you know, since I'm not an athlete anymore, it's great, but I can say this, we're sitting there in like our first like Aggie meeting. Right. So it's like all the sports are there and it's like the beginning year that you typically do. And so it's like, we're sitting there, and, you know, last year, if you don't know, um, one of our basketball players murdered a UNM student. He got – it was self-defense, so technically it's not murder. Mm-hmm. But he, he did end up offing one person, and it was crazy. That was the craziest well, and then spring semester the of my life. Oh, yeah. covered it up, didn't they? Should we just talk about the whole thing? I mean, I don't really know much about it other than the oh, well, so I'm go. sure you have yeah. the inside scoop. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's all great. So we're sitting there, and it's like – you know, it's fall. We're sitting there right before practice. Everyone's just kind of hanging out. We see an ESPN article pop up and we're like, what the hell? It's like, oh, NMSU versus UNM game canceled in Albuquerque. And we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. And then it pops up like 20 minutes later, NMSU basketball player murders at UNM student. And we're like, whoa, it was that escalate quickly. So I start calling all the people I know who might have some insight on this. And we find out that whenever UNM came down to Cruces to play football, the basketball team got in a whole fight with some UNM students. I don't know how the basketball team was able just to shake that off and not have any consequences. I mean, in the hierarchy of sports at NMSU, it goes basketball, football, and then everything else just under it. Like it's just, yeah. it's been like that since I was a kid. And so they get in a whole fight and jump this one dude, like beat him up real bad, whatever. And then I guess whenever he's going up to play there, they catfish him with this girl who's 17 on Tinder. And she's like, Oh, come back to my dorm and blah, 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 blah. So he leaves the team hotel goes over there and the video is crazy because he walks with her and then three dudes come out of the dorm and are just standing there one has like a crowbar or pipe or something another one has a gun and so he's like walking to and this is where me personally i would turn tail and sprint away because if i saw three dudes in albuquerque at night i'm turning around i don't care what you say i am out of there but he's walking up there and then soon they start jumping him beating him a dude pulls a gun on him like close to his head so our basketball player sprints away dude unloads on him hits him in the thigh misses the rest of the shots 
Now, our player, he's a shooter. He turns around, unloads the clip, hits him almost every time, drops him. And it was crazy, absolutely crazy. And so we're sitting there, we're like, oh, my God, okay. So, yeah, so we found out that dude created, like, a whole thing to get him there to kill him. Completely failed. And then we're sitting there in spring, and next thing you know, we're getting hazing reports, and this dude was getting, like, molested the whole year. I was like, oh, my God. It was a crazy year. Mexico State basketball, man. And then they just shut down the program. Then they just shut down they the program. They just threw in the towel. Yeah, I was like, I was all, huh. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, you could kill someone, and we're still like, yeah, we're still playing. Peak hasn't been suspended. But I'm like, how is he not suspended? I was like, this is incredible. And then it's like, they're like, yeah, we can't come back. Yeah, and they're like, all right, throwing the towel, we're done. I was like, I was like, oh my god, it's yeah, crazy. I so I don't think you're coming back. From that. So then this year we go to our first team meeting, and he's like talking about, or one of our people in charge is all talking about, it and he's like. He's like, yeah, you know, going to a new conference, we really want to, you know, really want to win against these teams. But when it comes to like our rivals, UTEP and UNM, we really want to murder them. And everyone just goes silent and starts blowing up laughing. Oh my God. It was the funniest beginning to a year ever. Good I was all choice of words. good choice of words. And I was like, there was like some dude in the middle who just goes, where did he did that? And I was like, Ooh. oh, that is tough. Aggie up and then oh and the worst part is when I go to Alder Montana in the summer and people come up to me and go so you go to the gay school right I was like what I was like I, I was like how oh, the they dude... heard about it yeah they heard it there in Alder Montana I was like how I was like okay and they're like yeah do you, did you shoot anyone did you do any of this I'm like no I didn't do any of that I was yeah. like I'm like oh my god I was like news spreads way too fast nowadays social media man yeah, 70 well yeah but none of them are on social media that's what scares me it's like they're all like 80 with like liver damage like all right their am talk radio show <laughs> something great yeah they're fox news i get, I get... <laughs> talker carlson was saying yeah. something about it apparently oh my gosh dude the, the talk radio my dad i got ptsd from that because my dad 24 24 7 just has it queued up can you put on music no i gotta listen to what this guy's mad at i'm like dude and he's always i always talk to my dad about it because we're like dude because he gets in a bad mood from it. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm like, like, I know. I saw it once. Yeah, way. exactly. It was like, it was like they listen to it until they get too pissed to listen to it. And then they Shane, turn it off. I'm like, Gillis has the yeah. best, the best bit from that. Oh, 100%. I was like, y'all are just so mad. I was like, it's pretty much like, I don't know. They just love being mad. Yeah. So like, then, do you not choose happiness every once in a while? Like, you know. Yeah. I'm like, dude, listen to a funny pod. Like, on the way home from when we went. So, my dad and I, we went after I was done with the fall. Mm. Um, we I flew to Las Vegas, and then we drove back. We went to the Pac-12 championship game. Oh, I saw that. And we were we were driving back, and it's a, it's a pretty far drive. And I was driving a good amount of it, and uh, I I started playing like podcasts because I was like, dude, I don't want to listen to music. And, you know, music I can only listen to it for so long. So I'm gonna listen to some funny podcasts. I put on like Shane Gillis, Joe Rogan, oh, of course, stuff like that. And my dad's in and out of sleep, and he's like waking up. He's like, oh, this guy's funny. He goes back, to, listens for a few minutes, goes back to sleep. He did that like five times. No, I'd rather be mad. Yeah, I'm like, dude, just listen, listen to one of these. Yeah, these like, are hilarious. Yeah, putting a smile on your face is mm-hmm. way better than just going. Dude, I've been listening to that though. The Matt, or what is it? Uh, it's uh, the Matt Matt and Shane secret mm-hmm. podcast. I don't know if you've listened to yeah, that. Yeah, heard it's about it. Matt McCusker and Shane Shane Gillis. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, hysterical! So I was funny. dying laughing this on this morning. I was driving to, to throw my bullpen, and I was just, I was listening to that, dude. That's that's what fired me up because it was. Non-stop funny stuff. Oh, dude, it's always great. It's always funny whenever you just find something that's just stupid and you're like, yeah, you know, I can spend a couple hours watching this. I, like, I got no problem with it. Yeah, speaking of a stupid watch, that new Napoleon movie. I have, you know, I trust you. you. I, my story. I said, 
I told myself when it came out, so me and Andrew are all huge about it. We're like, this would be the best movie of the yeah, year. Literally it's going to be incredible. I was like, this is going to be a top five history biopic of all time. And then he watches it and gives like this full review. And I was like, so no, no, I still have yet to watch it. Yeah, don't. My it, grandma was pissed about a whole nother thing. She's like, I watched the new Napoleon movie. I was like, oh, how'd you think about it? It was stupid. I saw it. I saw him like de- they decapitate someone. There's just too much blood. I was like, what? I was like, I mean, it was, it was accurate in that sense. I was like, yeah, but I was like, you know, I was like, your grandpa was in world your dad was in world war ii it was like he shot and killed people and you're talking about a movie having too much blood i was like your father had ptsd i was yeah. like what are you upset about with that for no it was uh i was very disappointed because i i love learning about history napoleon and everything like yeah. that and one it was like it was all right just because then you know he gets hyped up a lot so i will say this they made him seem like an actual person okay. who did make mistakes. So I will say that that's accurate. But they made him seem like a fucking idiot. Like like he didn't know how to lead. He didn't know like how to yeah. govern. That was the thing. That was that's what got me going because I was like he was a technically he was speaking, the greatest one of the greatest generals a, of all time. Well, not even that. He was a good. He was good at leading a country. Like what? he economic reform. Well, okay. Yeah, but first off, to get a whole country to switch from an entire different system to follow you blindly. Where you're like, they think attacking Russia in winter is a great idea. You got to have some sort of moxie. Right. But I mean, he was he was a dictator. I will say, hey, that. He was, hey, you know, there's there's some good ones, there's some bad he ones. Iron, he iron fisted some, yeah, some well, opposition out. But uh, you know, I picked the crown up with a sword. Yeah, like it's a little different. The Napoleonic Code, they still use that to today. Like oh, he yeah. re, revamped all the ju- the justice system, everything like that. Um, economic reform, like I said, school reform. Was a Absolute big one. badass. Because he, he, you know, he. I don't know if you know anything about his early life, but that was the main issue he ran into when he was coming up to the ranks mm-hmm. is because of like the class system in France at the time. Oh, yeah. They would very... literally just go, oh, well, this guy's from a, a higher family, so he's going to get the opportunity over you. Yeah, if you're below you're, that, you're, you're screwed. Better, yeah, even yeah. though you're better than him. And he just did away with He got rid of that. Well, that's yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I didn't like how certain battles were inaccurate, like the Battle of the Pyramids. They're taking takes place on the pyramid they're shooting cannonballs at the pyramid i'm like that never happened see i'm all for i'm all for a little bit of extra show you know i don't care you know if you keep yeah. it to the most part yeah shoot a cannonball at a pyramid every once in a well, while really scott they're asking him about the movie and he's like well it, technically we never know we weren't there we don't know what happened and i was like dude there's paintings of the actual battle yeah, right. and huh. the the pyramids were like eight miles away you could see them in the distant background but like that it, it didn't take place at the pyramids no dude i was like yeah but one was a great guy Mm. incredibly great leader i was like huh there you go i was like i know my roommates gave me so much shit about us talking about history we're gonna be like total nerds yeah don't care at all i love talking about history my my roommate last year he's a he's a he's a high school history teacher now he's doing his student teaching this year Mm. um but last year he would be putting together his curriculum that he had to do for a class and he would ask me to take the quizzes for him Oh, that's and like, a, that just like hey, like review, fun. can you review these quizzes? Like, let me know if I should change something, everything like that. And I'd ace, I'd get a hundred on everything. Hundred percent. Like, be like Civil War stuff. Oh, it always like blows my mind. It's like with like Tyler and them. Like, he'll walk in. He's like, oh, what are you doing? And it's like you know, ten o'clock at night. I'm sitting there right at the shower. I'm all watching history videos. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, not that nerd. And just walks away. I'm like, dude, dude, you want to hear the funniest history video I watched recently? Mm-hmm. It was about. Throughout the year, I want to say it was 1912, and it was when Russia and Japan went to war, and Russia got their ass kicked. But it was talking about how the Tsar, the Tsar Alexander, he was like, you know what? Let's we're gonna reinforce the the navy, like in the that I forgot the the sea. I'm not a geography guy, but um, 
So Russia and Japan, they're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, we're going to reinforce the Navy that's next to each other, like in that area yeah. with the Baltic fleet. For those of you that don't know anything that's, about that's, geography, the Baltic fleet is in the northwest, the northwest corner of Russia on the other side of the country. And Japan and Russia are fighting in the southeast portion of the, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, they're in the Pacific. So they had to go all the way around Great Britain, down around Africa. So that was before the then, Suez, huh? Yeah, and then Ugh. bring it all the way back up. And these guys, dude, it was the biggest catastrophe clusterfuck. They went, so they first they go, and they are by like Sweden and stuff. And they go, oh shit, there's a Japanese warship. And they start firing. It's a fisherman. It's a fisher fishing boat. They destroy a fishing boat. Okay, whatever. And then they end up damaging one of their own ships. Imagine being there. that poor bastard. Like you're just fishing know, for like just, fish. You're just, just hanging out. Living, you're like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go sit yeah. on my beach with my wife tonight, cook some of this food I made, blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of warheads are just right. flying at your rinky-dinky. Right, right. right. Oh, and then, oh, it gets better. Don't worry. And then they keep going. They get right off the coast of Great Britain. And it's nighttime. And they go, oh, Japanese warships again. And they start firing. And it's three It's three fishing fishing boats. And they end up killing a few fishermen. Really tough day for fishermen. Though. I know. They end up killing a few fishermen, sinking a few ships. Russia, Russia, Brit- Great Britain's like, dude, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> Russia's, like, <laughs> Russia's like, dude, it was a mistake. I'm sorry. So it, it becomes, I, there's a name for it now, but it, it, it has like a, an event known as like that when they sank that, they sank a fishing boat and everything like that. So they're like, all right, whatever. So after dealing with that whole catastrophe, they keep going. They get around Africa and there's another, there's more stuff that happens along the way. I'm oh, just giving imagine. you the cliff notes. But then they get to Madagascar and they go, all right, get off, man. We're going to hang out here for a little bit before we keep going. And then they're like, you guys can bring a pet on board. Well, I'm that, not that, making this up. They go like on, they idea. go on there and they start bringing back like snakes, snakes, lemurs, bird, parrots. Um, some of them, one of them grabbed, I don't even know if this is true. I saw it was, they grabbed like an, a crocodile alligator, whatever was there in Madagascar, brought it on board. So they have wild animals on their ships and they're just like, oh, we're going. So they keep going. Mm. And then they go, the guy goes, Oh crap! Like the guy realized he had, they haven't been training. Like the, the, the head, like the, the admiral is like, I haven't even trained these guys. We're about to fight a war. So they go. So they end up. They have to do some training exercises. They're terrible. Obviously. Yeah, I can imagine also with you know yeah, the crocodile dude, like they feet. they they start firing on like one of their like dummy rounds on one of their ships. They hit they hit it once out of just like nonstop firing, and then they're like, all right, whatever. It's a, we'll chalk it up as a victory. Then they finally get to where the Japanese ships might be. What do you think happens? Uh, I'm assuming they were fishermen. That's my guess. They mistake a Japanese warship for for one of theirs, one of their ships, and then they communicate with them, "Hey, like we're, we dimmed our lights because there's Japanese warships around." And what happens? They get fucked up. They get destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And it was just a clusterfuck, man. Well, there's one. There's like there's that dude I was telling you, the fat electrician guy on TikTok. He was telling this one story about how. Um, and like right, it was right during World War II. It was like right at the beginning of it. Is uh, what was the president? It was Roosevelt, right? Franklin. Franklin. World War Two. Yeah, Ro- yeah, Roosevelt. Right. So he was on this. It was like the USS Iowa, I think. He was just like doing like you know like the blah blah blah. I'm looking at the ship, you know, type of political thing. And he was there, and like the a submarine crew had had to do like trials, so they had to practice, right? And so they were like, oh well, we'll use the USS Iowa that the president's on for practice because it's the biggest ship out here and so they tell the dude who's in charge of like you know making sure everything's ready so he goes down to the torpedo alley 
and he takes the firing pins out of torpedo one and out of torpedo two and he's like okay cool that'll work so then they go up and they do it and they're like all right crew fire torpedo one you know it doesn't fire it's just boom all right hit all right cool fire torpedo two hit and they're like you know they're all happy and then they go fire to port fire torpedo three and the dude's like what the hell and so they fire a live torpedo at the sitting u.s president an american battleship and they're supposed to be on radio silence so they have this they said they had this 18 year old boy who's in charge of the signal lamp and he goes up to the top and he's like he's like they had like a whole miscommunication it was like torpedo coming move and the guy on the uss iowa took it as like there's a torpedo coming to us, like the submarine. He's like, huh? And then you go, all right, send him another one. So it was like, turn left now. And it was like, we're turning left. And so the guy at the aisle was just really confused. And they call him over and they're like, we fired a torpedo at you. We fired, we fired a torpedo, torpedo coming at you. F- turn right, right now. So they turn it right and they're like, okay, what the hell happened? And they're all just kind of like, uh, we fired a live torpedo at you. And so they all get like, de- yeah, it was like the most unlucky crew ever and some it, guys definitely lost their jobs yeah that yeah he go they go like they get moved over to alaska to do drills yeah. and so they get stuck there and then another thing that happens is they get promoted because they did drills right for a year and they're already like known around the navy as the dudes who fired a live torpedo at the president mm-hmm. the, pre- the president pardons them so they just like are fine they're just doing drills to get back and so they're sitting there and they get deployed they said they're gonna go to the pacific so they have a day to get drunk and everything and they're all drinking and they're like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. We'll have a good time. Some of the idiots decide to fire a like missile or like a missile towards the land. And it lands in the base commissioner's front yard while he's having a party with the officers right in his front yard. Doesn't go off, but it lands there. And so they, he hides it and just sends them over. And they end up getting sunk because a kamikaze plane was firing at them. They shot it down and went under the water, came up from under the water and then exploded. And that's how it sunk. It was like the most unlucky submarine crew on earth. Yeah. No. It says great. That's why we love history. You know, as, stories like that. Yeah. That you know, really bring you always up. think like, you know, people in the past were these absolute, because I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some absolute badasses in history, mm-hmm. but then there's also just as much idiots. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, you know, they make me feel human. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, slept through practice, but at least this guy didn't sink a sub with a toilet. You know, I'm doing pretty good at all things considering. You know what's a good good history movie? All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, great! The new one. Oh, incredible! One, I mean, there's three movies. There's like the original. There's the one that came. Oh, out. the new one was great. Yeah, new one was great. I watched it and I was silent the entire movie because I was like, oh. Oh yeah, it ended. It's brutally, de- didn't it? Depressing. Oh, the ending was just the worst. The like, yeah. was like, oh, it was like, oh, dude's gonna make it at least. You know, it's gonna have some lifetime PTSD, but it's gonna be right. And then just, ooh. Yeah. It's it's a hard watch. Like, I remember stubborn the journey. I, I was watching like I as it came out because I saw the trailer for it. I was like, dude, that's gonna be great. And I watched it, and the entire time I was literally like this. Oh, I was like, damn, dude, just oh, yeah. gut wrenching stuff. And you're like, ah, that's the reality of it, man. Like that's crazy, bro. Like that was just World War One was such a weird time in history. Yeah, like, well, I was just, just doing cavalry charges into machine gun fire. Yeah, I was like sitting there. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Y'all were stupid." I was like, "In all honesty," but like, craziest thing ever was how like the Germans wanted to ban the shotgun because they said it violated Geneva Convention, but they were using mustard gas and everything. I was like, "Huh." Yeah, but in their defense, also, I feel like people are gonna see this and be like, "He's sympathizing with the Germans and the Nazis." I'm not, dude. Dude, it's they're completely they're two different things. Like, I think a lot of people confuse World War One. The guys fighting World War One, it was mainly. One, it got into it because of bad treaties. Like, that was the oh, point. It was just and the, it was yeah. like, they're fighting for their country. There wasn't, like, a, a cruel ideology behind it. No, it was and just it, like, yeah, our our president, our king said that we have to fight them yeah. because they're bad. And their king said we're bad. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. There wasn't like a evil ideology no, I mean, behind it. That's the whole point of the whole like New Year's Eve thing, which I still think is one of the coolest things ever. Oh yeah, you know, all... the, the, the Christmas Day. Yeah, truth. the Christmas Day. Truth. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things about human history on Earth. Yeah, dude. And then they have. And then did you know those guys? Did you know like the story behind afterwards? Hmm. They after the Christmas truce, it's Christmas truce, nineteen fourteen. It was uh, the French and Germans. They made the truce, whatever. They're playing like football and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards, when they got rid of the ceasefire they wouldn't fight each other. So they had to get, they got taken off the front lines and got moved to a completely different part of the, the line because they refused to fight against each other. Cause they're like, dude, we were hanging out with them for the entire day. They're like, they're, yeah, they're friendly. Like, they're like, yeah, they, yeah, I shared alcohol with them. People. I got drunk with them. Like, yeah. yeah well, we're buddies. Like they're like, then they, they, they refused to fight against each other. I still like how that's how men work to this day. It's like, they drank with them one day. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing like, anything. You, that's my brother. Yeah, I love like, him. You like fight somebody. And then afterwards you're like, oh, yeah, those are good swings, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, I see you almost shot me that one time. Yeah, you almost shot a Jaeger. Of course. Yeah, it's dude. like yeah, we're best buddies now. Yeah, that's it's it's awesome though. That's one of the things that is great about being a guy. Oh, dude, dudes just being guys, man. Just being, just being guys, guys just being man. dudes, bro. Shooting the There's, shit, shooting the shit, kicking yeah. some balls around, showing each other's mm-hmm. girls off. That's what's so funny about like watching UFC fights is it afterwards they're always like hey like respect like good fight yeah. and beforehand they're just talking hella nonsense. Oh, i know and then there's conor mcgregor who's like yeah. broken leg on the ground and he's still talking shit i'm like yeah. you know i gotta respect it mm-hmm. you can't you can't lie about that that's still one of the most impressive things ever is just how much of like a menace he is in like a national level dude i i only recently started watching ufc fights because my one of my teammates was uh one of my teammates is really into it. So we would go over to his house, like me and like seven other guys. And we'd watch all the, like the fight nights. And I was like, dude, it's kind of fun. Like when I was growing up, they were like, ah, no, nah, don't watch that. It's dumb. Yada, yada, yada. And then it's entertaining. It's, it's entertaining to watch. Yeah. So like, there's something special about watching two dudes try to kill each other. Knowing <laughs> damn well, if you took one of those punches, you're on the floor. <laughs> dude, my favorite is I always see the Bradley Martin, like, would you beat me in a street fight, though? Yeah, but, I, but I'm 280. I'm 260, though. I'm 260. You're like, you would get demolished. Who did he talk to? It was like the one UFC fighter he talked to about Nate that. Diaz. It was Diaz. He's like, he's like you're a fucking podcaster, man. <laughs> he's like, dude, you're, he's like, yeah, you're a fucking podcaster. He's like, you wouldn't stand a chance. And I was like, yeah, this guy needs to chill out. You'd get dropped. Oh, 100%. I was like, dude, I know some five foot three hispanic dudes and lost cruises who would probably well, take bradley martin for a run i'm like those guys are scrappy and mean well they don't he, they don't understand that like whenever they do that comparison they're like yeah but there's weight weight classes in professional fighting for a reason like that weight matters yeah weight like that matters when you're fighting other professional yeah fighters. who are very well trained in exactly grass. it was like yeah. you get you get to a point where it's just some dude who's just drunk yeah, especially drunk like yeah but like professional if, like a professional UFC fighter versus your run-of-the-mill average Joe that has 30, 40 pounds on him, it's not even close. No, the like, guy is going to run through him so oh, it's, fast. He's going to be on the floor before he can put his beer on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even, no. You, like, know who I, you know who I loved watching? I, I watched Bo Nichols' first fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. You know Bo Nichols is? Mm-hmm. Dude, my my buddy's like, yeah, that he won like, like back-to-back-to-back national championships in wrestling in college, a bunch of gold medals in wrestling. And the guy that was that he was supposed to fight fell out, like he got hurt or something. So oh. a new guy had to step in for him. Yeah, with like four weeks of training or all well, that stuff. Well, he didn't know who he was fighting. And he goes, "What has this guy done?" And they're like, "He did all this, yada yada. Don't go to the floor with him." And he was like, "Fuck, really?" A minute into the fight, he is <laughs> he has him submitted. Yeah, see, that's like, the thing is my my roommate. He's he did wrestling in high school, and uh-huh. he was like all state, had D one offers in wrestling. 
and he's like you know he's like five foot eight like this itty bitty kind of dude compared to me you know i'm six six whatever i got a couple pounds on him and i'm like I'll, I'll talk all the shit I can to him, get him riled up to the point where he's like, you want, you want to see how this is? I'm like, no. It was like, I know you'll kill me. I was like, no. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, no, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay back here and talk all the shit I want. And he gets so mad about it. Yeah. He's like, why don't you ever settle up with me? I'm like, dude, no, I'm not stupid. I was like, I'm, I'm great. It's like that one dude on Twitter that one time where he's like, he called the fighter like a pussy or something. And he's like, you want to settle about it? He goes, no, nah, I'm good. I'm on Twitter. So I'll just talk to you on Twitter. I was like, you see, there you go. I was like, and he goes, and the fighter was all, at least you're honest. It's like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, no, nah, you'd kill me. All right. Can't complain about yeah, like, that. Yeah, I'll hide behind my phone, be a keyboard warrior. 100%. At this least he admitted me. it, though. Yeah, he's like, no, he just straight up for it. He's like, yeah, no. Some guys just keep going and they're like, nah, nah man, I'm going to be here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no. Pass on all that noise. I like being a keyboard warrior on my on my couch at home, comfortable. Mm -hmm. My face doesn't swell. So much better. You know, you know who told me a great story? Mm. Same guy that got me into UFC. He told me the story of uh, this fighter. He's he's a champ right now. I forgot his name. I keep I always forget his name in the story. He's a foreign dude. That he played narrow down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't, it's great. Um. Oh my gosh, name is slipping me right now. Anyways, he was a He was a rugby player, and he went to his gym to train. And there was a guy that needed a sparring partner that was in the UFC. Mm. And he goes, he goes, hey, our guy that was supposed to spar with him fell out. Do you want to, like, can anyone spar? And this guy was like, uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, I can spar with him. And he goes, have you ever fought before? And he goes, no, I played rugby. And he says, he says, like, the trainer's like, dude, like, he's in the UFC. You could actually get messed up from fighting him. And he's like, ah, it'll be fine, man. Don't worry about it. He's like, I'll sign the waivers, whatever, yada, yada. Rugby yada. players are confident. I will say that, though. Right. Dude, gets in, gets in the ring, submitted him in less than two minutes. Never had fought before. The oh, rugby the rugby players? Rugby pair submitted him in less than two minutes. I was going to say. And now he's a world champion. He's if, in the UFC. If now. any sport could ever talk shit, it's rugby. Like, yeah, in all fairness, good. those guys are, ugh. Yeah. Those guys are aggressive. I got into an argument with my, my my throwing partner, Lance Elson. If he listens to this, he'll remember this argument. And he was arguing. <laughs> we were arguing about who are the best athletes on the planet. That's a good question. About and because I said, I, he's, he thinks it's wide receivers. In the NFL. See, I think if you're going to bring up NFL, I think cornerback. Defensive are back, there. They're both there. I think defensive back beats wide receivers because, like, you have to keep up with a dude you don't know where's going, and uh -huh. you still have to make a play on the ball not looking. Right. Like, I think cornerbacks are the hardest position. So, I – because uh, it started with me saying, like, about – we were talking about swimmers. And I was like, dude, swimmers are in shape. Like, they're, not, like, they're really, really in shape. But also, some of the most gumpy people I know yeah, are they're not uh, – like, Not like I kind of misconstrued my argument because I was trying to say they're the most athletic. They're not. They're, they're probably the most in shape. Fit. I would say, yeah, yeah definitely most in insane, shape. Dude. But um, anyways, we're talking about this. And I asked a trainer, I'm like, who do you think is the most, like some trainer walked by at our gym. Mm. I was like, yo, who do you think is the most uh, athletic, like athlete? And he goes, hockey players. And I didn't think about it. And I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, they might be onto something with that. Fair point. But like, I feel like at the same time, I feel like to be the most like athletic, like to be able to validate that, like you can't have that many old people in the sport. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like hockey players, you got some old, old heads up there mm -hmm. and it's just like, okay, but like rugby, like those guys are, they can take hits. Yeah, they can. They're terrifying. Yeah. You know, who's a freak athletes, hmm. baseball players. <laughs> I'll, I'll die on that hill, dude. All right. People don't, people don't understand. Oh, come on. I will man. also say, that. I will also say that baseball is the most 
high athletic people who could go easily into another professional sport mixed with some of the <laughs> baddest, slowest, most unathletic yeah, people on earth. Yeah, and I'm on that bottom half significantly. Yeah. Can't run, can't jump, can't throw hard. Hey, at least just, you're six seven though. Hey, you know, I'll take my I'll take them where I got them. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm like a, I don't know what I'm like. I'm like a statue. Like, you know, it's cool to look at, no functionability in it at all. Like I was the most yeah, no. It's like, oh, you want to deadlift this? I'm like, mm, knees hurt. Can't do that. You want to? You want to do knee- ISOs? Mm-mm, can't do that. Did knee pulley cradles? Dude, my, my knees are just fighting for their lives right now. I oh. have to do. I have to do so much stuff to warm them up because I I have tendonitis in both. Yeah, I know your 30 minute warm up. Like you show me that, and I was like, you know, I'll just go with the knee pain. I was like, I really don't want to show not, up at. I really don't want to show up at 8:30 to start my knee preparation to lift at See, 10. it'll be it'll be fine if I just skip it and I go through like my lower body, but in my lower body workout, I won't feel it that day. The next day, though, I'll excruciate. I'm like, ah, I should have done the warm up. Mm, yeah, it happens. It happens. Make sure you warm up if you're listening to this. Do, yeah. you, do your warm up. Don't skip out. See, the it. thing that always pisses me off about baseball. So, like my freshman year, you know, I'm this out of shape, wanky white kid who's never done anything higher than two a baseball his entire life. I've done some travel teams, but in all honesty, I was at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Like you, like I just for reference, I hit six sixty in high school, my senior year. That shows how bad it is. I had a torn labrum. So obviously I was not, you know, if I, I probably wouldn't be the best, but I wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't say I was bad. in like, if I went to an upper high school, but like I get there freshman year, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm on a D one team. You know, I'm better than everyone. Blah, blah, blah. First guy I meet, Samuel Nathetta. And this guy, Sammy, Sammy, this guy right now, he's dude, he can come in here on this thing. He is, I call him Mexican Jesus because everything that God could possibly give a human to excel at any random fucking thing, Sammy Nathetta has it. And it pisses me off. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, my entire life. And this is just, you know, this is just men. I was like, oh, I've always had the biggest hands and longest wingspan. Dude, <laughs> I told this story to my – so I had Julio Valdez. He's a mm-hmm. he's a minor league pitching yeah. coach for the Rangers. He was on here the other day. I told him when I met him, I shook I shook Sammy's hand. Give me your hand. Yeah, I know. It's wraps around. His, Alien. his fingers went like yeah. three inches past my wrist. Sammy's, I have big hands. Yeah, I have very large hands. Mine are fat. Mine are long. I have like a 6'10 wingspan. First day I'm sitting there and Sammy like looks at me up and down. You know, I'm just this out of shape little white kid. And he's – a chiseled Mexican God, like <laughs> everything about him is well-defined pause. And I'm just like, I'm like, wow. Okay. This is, this is an athlete Like, you know, he's from Juarez grew up in the slum, did everything there. He's finally here. Absolute badass. And he checks, he has another two inches of like wingspan on me and his fingers are like another inch longer than me. And I'm like, what the hell are you? Dude, he yeah. showed me yesterday. He gets a baseball. Yeah, covers it. Puts it in his palm and he goes, hey, you want to see something? Because I, I told him about mm-hmm. like, the story with his hands. Yeah. I told it, I, that was, he was like, ah, oh, that's funny. He's like, I used to get shit for it at New Mexico State all the time. He's like, you want to see something cool, though? Puts the, the baseball in his palm and then just covers it. Wrap yeah. his hands, covers mm-hmm. the entire thing. Yeah, I was but, like. And the worst part is, is I was like, okay, well, obviously, baseball, I'm not going to be able to be on the upper half. I was like, but I am a 2A all district, all state basketball player. You know, I'm like, all right. And I went to a small Christian school. So, you know, I'm a little confident in that still. I'm like, let's go play basketball. So I go one day and this fool dribbles perfectly, shoots threes, dunks, backs me down, makes me feel like the biggest bitch on earth. And I'm sitting there, I go, okay, there's something this guy's not good at. He's like, oh, you want to play? And then this year he's like, hey, you want to play some Fortnite? You know, we've been, it's kind of back. You want to play? I'm like, yeah, sure, Sammy, I'll play. Still way better than me at that. And I go, there's something you got to suck at. And like the next day I'm like all defeated. I'm like, God, this guy's way too good at everything. Next day, 
he cooks a full like five course meal for breakfast and i go okay and he cooks i was like holy shit package. i was like i am the worst person ever i'm like i never want to be next to you at a party ever like purposely in freshman year i would make sure i was on the other side of the room from him and ian mejia because they were both just like <laughs> absolute yeah absolute massive too. just well-built dudes who were just badasses and i'm just, just like goofy yeah. hair guy who's trying to grow out a mullet so i looked pretty damn raspy i was like yeah no i'm gonna we'll stay on my side and just kind of we'll stay in my lane yeah i'm gonna sit over here yeah and then pablo cortez is another guy who brings up like the baseball athletic yeah super the most fast twitch guy on earth if he had to do something within five feet he'd get it done before anyone like he's the best badass but 260 pounds of love handles just huge guy he was slow couldn't jump couldn't do nothing but he was give most him a baseball and get him on the yeah, mound. Yeah, give him he baseball. Ninety four. I mean, he just like made a ninety six. Like that was the craziest thing. As I watched him pitch one day, like on one game, he comes up, he throws twenty seven strikes in a row, in a D one baseball game. Twenty seven strikes in a row, and his fastball was from ninety six to eighty four. Yeah, and his curveball was from eighty two to sixty four. I was he like, had what a the velo bullpen one time in here, and he he started the pen at seventy eight, and he was. Like our pitching coach at the time was like, "Hey, like, you gotta turn it up." He goes, "Like, are you you feeling good? Like, it's supposed to be a velo pen." He was like, "He was like, ah, yeah." And he goes, "All right, well, we'll just do a touch and feel then. Like, just work on your pitches." He's like, "All right," starts doing that, goes through all his pitches, and then towards the end, he goes, "All right, let me start." He's like, "I'll try to throw a few." Then it's like 85, 87, 89, 91, 91, 92, 92, and I was like, "This is insane." Yeah, screw you, dude. Yeah. Just on a dime, just turns it up. That's the thing about baseball is like I was sitting there and you're like, okay, well, you know, you think once you've hit D1, you're like, all right, I'm at the top. And then you get there and you're like, wow, I am nowhere near where these guys are at. Like we had. It'll humble you. It will humble you very quick. I tell people all the time, man. I'm like, hey, you no matter how good you think you are. You're not. There is somebody else out there that you'll meet once. See, everyone says somebody. And I'm like, no, there is a line of dudes who will make you feel like you suck. It's Mm -hmm. like. We had a dude, Alex Bustamante, my freshman year. I know him. Top to 98. I went, I went to, yeah, I went to Juco with him and Ian. Yeah, I was like, topped out at 98 my freshman year. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the hell is this? And then Ian sat 96 for seven innings. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, you guys are my idols. I was like, I love you. And then Sammy was banged up that year, but he every time he'd, he'd pitch once every like month and a half, two months, then he'd be hurt again. But he'd hit 90, he would sit 94, hit 96. And I'm like, Oh my god! I was like, "What do they put in the water?" I was like, "In water?" I was like, "There's something there that just gives you like super juice." I was like, "Cause my little white ass was like, Mm-mm, ain't doing that." It's like, no, not possible. <laughs> oh, dude! Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had a back in high school. I went to Team USA. Mm. Did like the tryouts for that, and I was good in high school for El Paso. And then I get out there and I'm playing against perfect game all Americans. Yeah, top ten guys in Florida, and guys Texas. that were like the Friday guy at TCU. Uh-huh. that are now playing pro ball um and they're all on my team and stuff and i was just like damn i suck <laughs> dude i got blown up by i played it we we played when i i hit there a little because i was an outfielder at the time as and a pitcher yeah. was two-way and first at bat against somebody's a tcu commit dude first pitch like 94 just doors dude just a, in on my hand sawed me off i was like ow yeah, you gotta love how that goes no the worst thing ever is like it also like it, it's hard to explain to people who don't play baseball because like so like another thing was like I had to deal with like donors a lot at state right so like you know it's all the older people who I'm trying to get their money and it's like 
oh, blah, blah, blah. And I always like bring some certain teammates around to like, you know, show them more people. Mm-hmm. And so they get more connected to the team. And it was a whole thing. I was really good at selling. Still am. I'm great at it. <laughs> Natural born sales. That was, I love the, it. that is the best thing. I was what they ask, oh, how many innings did you throw in D1 baseball? I don't know, but I raised a shit ton of money. You should be really <laughs> impressed with that. that. That should impress you more. But I was like, we're sitting there and they're like, I always bring my roommate who's just like, he's like my best friend on earth. And like, he's five, eight hundred. Yeah. yeah five, eight hundred and eighty five pounds. Not very big. Kind of looks. He's got birthing okay, no, hips. No, no, no. Nah, nah. You're, you're not giving him enough credit. That that man's legs are. Oh, I was getting there. Enormous. I was getting there. He's got birthing hips with like massive thighs. Like he puts me to shame on everything lower half. Pause. And so like I bring him and they're like, oh, so Saxon, you're a pitcher, right? I'm like, yes, sir. And they're like, what about you? Are you a middle infielder? And he's like, uh, no, I'm a pitcher. And they're like, oh, really? And so in their head, it's like, okay, big, tall guy. He probably throws 96, 95. Little short guy probably throws 85, you know, right there. And I'm like, yeah, he throws, he topped at 98, 97. And they just like, the look of like, just like fear in there. I was like, what? Like, are you yeah. serious? I'm like, uh-huh. And I topped at 88 one time. And they're yeah. like, are you serious? How does that work? I go, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> God sucks. And I was like, that's all I could say. I was like, the most short, compact, unathletic looking person is probably one of the well, best people on the team in the summer. Cause he was hurt at the end of the year. Oh, he yeah. didn't throw off the mound for three months. Oh, it pissed me off. And he goes, he goes, Hey, I'm supposed to throw my first bullpen. I was like, all right, bet. Yeah, let's get, let's do it. Like what do you hit? 93. I'm getting there. He goes, he goes, dude, it's my first time off mount. He's like, I'm not going to try to push it. I'm gonna go nice and easy. He's like, I'll probably be 87 and 90. I'm like, all right, all right, that's cool. All right, no expect. Pretty, pretty First good pitch is 94-5 with 20 inches of horizontal run because he throws yeah. two seams only. Yeah. I was like. You know, and I sat there who was working. I was working all summer, and I don't know what happened to my arm, but my arm went down drastically just because I think I'm getting old, even though I am only 21. And I was 20 <laughs> at the time. I think something happened because I was not throwing hard at all. And I was like sitting there, and I was just so like upset. You know, Tyler would just come do the workouts. And he wouldn't throw, and he was like, "Oh no, you're good, bro. You'll figure it out. One of these days, you'll get it. We get a blah blah blah." And I was like, "Okay, thanks." So we're sitting there, and I'm still working, still not hitting what I wanted to hit. I'm like, "Damn, I, I'm terrible." I was like, "I'm just so down on myself." Tyler's like, "No, you're good, bro. You're good." So then it's his first bullpen day, and I get in the car, and he's like, "Dan, I can't believe I topped at 94. Damn, I haven't <laughs> thrown a baseball in four months." And I'm sitting there, and I swear to God, he's calling his dad. He's like, "Yeah, I hit 94 first time in three months," and he's telling everyone. And I'm sitting there driving back, and I was like. You know, if I drive off the interstate and die, I'd be okay. Like, I'm not going to be upset. I sat there. I go, shut the hell up. I was like, stop talking. He's like, what? And I was like, okay, I just want to say, this is your first time throwing and you were 10 miles an hour harder than me. And I've been working all summer. I was like, I hate myself. And he's like, yeah, I'd hate myself. How are you too? I was like, that's Tyler response right there. Oh, it is. I was like, oh my God, I hate you. I was like, you know what? All right, whatever. He's like, go screw yourself, Tyler. Yeah, I was trying to, I showed uh, one of our guys was pitching he had a touch and field bullpen yesterday and he uh he wasn't his back his back his legs at all mm-hmm. wasn't hinging anything like that it wasn't holding tension that's the main thing i talk about guys about like there's a difference between squatting as you're pitching and actually holding tension in oh, your, yeah in your back leg he wasn't holding any tension and he's similar build to tyler so i showed him tyler's video i was like look at this guy i was like this dude is your height he's like your height he's probably got a little more size on you but like this is what you, this is how you need to move in order to be throwing harder than you are. And I showed him like how he's moving and everything. Like that. It doesn't look like, real. Yeah. It doesn't look real. Oh, yeah. Cause he's like literally in a nine, like probably not less than nine. Oh, yeah, he goes to like four, eight tall. Like it's yeah. incredible. I'm like, how the hell do you get that like into strong. it? I remember Fernie, Fernie, our strength and conditioning coach was talking about him doing the lateral band series. Mm-hmm. 
and he was like about it was about Tyler and he was like he was the strongest dude on the lateral bands that I've ever had to hold for. He was like like I held him like the normal the normal like uh I'll put the normal mm-hmm. pressure on the band that I would do for guys. Pulls him. And he yanked him immediately. And he was like, oh shit. And he had to like he was like leaning all the way back as he was doing these. Yeah, Tyler's God. <laughs> God, I hate him. <laughs> it pisses me off. I we love, love you, Tyler. Love loves- him to death. Favorite person on earth, but God does his athletic ability piss me off. You know. Yeah, because whenever you go to a 1A high school. And you do three sports, you think you're the shit, and then you just see some five eight dude from Federal Way, Washington, yeah. come up and just like, mm. it's like all right, nice. at least you know, and like him and Sammy, he can't shoot a basketball, so I still feel a little more validated. There you go. On that. Yeah, you but got Samuel, on him. I ain't got nothing on Samuel. I told him the other night because he's he's staying with us until he goes to spring training, and I looked at him and go, hey, wouldn't you think that ugly, tall, retarded kid from your freshman year, you'd be living with him now? And he's like, yeah, I didn't expect this. I was like, I know. I was like, love you, Sammy. Yeah, but that's the best part about baseball is you get the most interesting unique people. cast of characters oh, in one place. Like I could say like football players are all pretty much the same, yeah. like in a way. Like, you know, don't worry, there's a couple outliers. But in all honesty, like mentally, same. they're all pretty much the same. Basketball players, copy and paste. Yeah, I, There is no diversity in basketball <laughs> players, like at all from a personality standpoint. But, yeah, and like when it comes to baseball, there's 48 dudes in the locker room and not two of them are the same. Yeah, they're all different, all personalities, all their music tastes, all what they work oh, yeah. out, their pregame routines. Nothing's the same. Mm-hmm. I know, like, God, last year we had a dude named Matt, Matt, Murdy Matt was his nickname. Oh my God, this dude was the most, like, if adrenaline and creatine was a person, <laughs> holy hell, like, you just sit there and it was like, he was like, oh, this guy's super nice and respectful. And the second a game turned on, he was like, it was like, person. like a general in the war trying to hype you up like you're about to go die. And I'm like, okay, cool gave up one time he had this one bad outing and we're all sitting there in the in the field we're like all right we still got to finish this game and our locker room's like a good 150 feet from the boat from where we are in the in the side and i'm like okay whatever he walks in all mad and i'm like okay well you know it's very understandable and we just hear and i'm like what the hell it's like what is he punching we go in there there is a bent seat like a little bench seat completely bent the ping pong table there's a chunk out of it and i'm like oh my god i'm like what the hell happened and like he's just sitting there all mad and like gassed i'm like oh my god i was like yeah, i'm gonna give you your space back <laughs> like, okay i'm gonna go back out here and you know watch us uh absolutely win this we game have, we have a pitcher he's he was my throwing partner last year and my roommate another the, the other member that we call ourselves the slimitos it's our little hotel mm-hmm. travel squad it's me and my my buddy lance elson and my other buddy jared newton and jared newton is a character i believe it he throws hard like 88 to 92 sinkers and yeah. is the most unique person i have ever met and i and i know this because i have to say with him i love him to death great dude newton if you if you listen to this i love you man but i'm still gonna tell this story because it i was like what the fuck Cause he, I'm sitting in the hotel room and we have, it's one of those TVs that has Netflix on there. So I log into my Netflix and he's sitting there with his headphones on. Always has headphones on smart, smart dude, by the way, he's a biology, he's a, what is he? Biochemistry major. Smart. He's a, he's a smart motherfucker. And I go, Hey Newton, I'm going to, I'm going to watch something on Netflix. Like it's something you want to watch. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm listening to like some war stuff right now. So let's do something like around that. And I was like, okay, so like a war movie, documentary, sure. something like that. I'm like, all right, I'm with that. So I find a movie, I put it on. <clears throat> We're about, I'm like, it's like 15 minutes. I'm watching it. 
he's kind of watching it, but he's also doing homework at the same time. And he still has headphones on. And then I just see out of the corner of my eye, like a little blur, like him taking his headphones off. And then he, I see like his hand extend towards me. And I was like, oh, what's up? Because he's sitting on the other bed across the yeah. aisle. And I was like, what's up? He's like, oh, this is what I'm listening to. So I put, <laughs> I put the headset on. <laughs> like, all right, put it on. He's listening to white noise, but like war sounds. So it's like a night in Fallujah, a rainy day in Vietnam. So it's like rain, and then you'll hear distant machine gun fire or an explosion. That's and I was great. Like, I just looked at him. I'm like, what, what the, the hell? Are you, fuck? I'm like, dude, what are you listening to? He's like, oh, dude, I just it calms me down. Calms me me down. Like, oh my god, okay, <laughs> dude. I told him I was like, oh my god. It's like, yeah, the second we get in World War Three, I'm signing you up for the draft, <laughs> dude. He is, he's an awesome dude, bro. He's really, really, really good dude. He's smart as shit. Like if I have a question about something, I'm going to him. Back. There's always, there's always every person who's smart. I'm convinced has one like massively weird flaw, like throughout it. I'm so convinced of it. I'm like, huh? So yeah, every person. God, that's a night in Fallujah. Sounds like a <laughs> swear, sounds like a Aladdin song that got turned down. I'm not making it up, man. It threw me off. It threw me for a loop. Oh, you'll love this story. So my girl's my girl's brother he's in um, he's overseas right now fighting right mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a Iran or Afghanistan it's Afghanistan or Iran and this is a great story about Zins which is beautiful okay. so she I was sitting there and I put one in last night on Facetime and she's like oh you know something funny about Zins and I was like okay are you gonna tell me that's cancer and I'm gonna die I was like I've heard this one before she's like no so a couple of days ago my brother's base got bombed. And like it hit right next to his barracks and everyone in his barracks got like a massive concussion that was like completely out for a couple of weeks because it was just so bad. Uh-huh. And he goes, my brother was supposed to be the one closest to like where the bomb was, but he wasn't there because he was off buying Zins. So hell yeah, Zin saved Zin life. Save you lives. here first. Yeah. So don't, don't do every... it if you're not over the age, of, or if you're not if you're under the age of 21, don't do it. God, that was the most annoying thing ever, wasn't it? Because were you under 21 when Trump changed it? Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't doing it like that. Yeah, see, I wasn't. I didn't do it before. I that, was so, so upset. I was like, "Oh yeah, sweet. I'm gonna turn 18 and be able to buy Zins." And it was like, "I was like, yeah, no, we're turning it." And I was like, "Frankly, I think we should change it." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, damn it, ah, damn it, Trump." I was like, "Yeah, I, just, I hate that guy. He's terrible. Have girl brain, <laughs> ugly bitch. <laughs> hate that guy, <laughs> asshole." Oh, dude, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like the upcoming election. And they're like. I'm not going to get too much into politics here. They're like, dude, he's coming back. <laughs> they think he's coming back. Shane Gillis telling him they should just wheel him out. The Hannibal Lecter <laughs> thing was so funny. Make him debate. Make him debate. Let like, him debate. Let him debate. That's all I want. That'd I love, dude. That's primetime television. Dude, his Shane, Shane Gillis is one of my favorite comedians. And I've been on him for the last two and a half years. Like I showed my buddies his special, like the in Austin on YouTube. Yeah. I showed him that two years ago, and they're like, hey, he's all right. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, he's going to blow And now he's big. And, and now they're it. always sending me Shane Gillis memes and oh. stuff. But um, his bit about him in the debates is so funny. Oh, and it's so accurate. He's the most memeable president on earth. Like, Oh, yeah. It's not even close. Like, you know, regardless of what you think of the dude, he was just funny. Yeah. Like, primetime, me at 16 never cared about watching a political debate in my life, but I was glued with my grandparents watching that every time. It's like, oh, he pwned Hillary. That was the most entertaining thing I've ever That's, seen. Because you'd be in jail. Because <laughs> you'd be in jail. I was like, oh, oh, my God, he did not just say that. What a dog. 
It's like, oh my god, he's so cool. Oh god, it was so funny. And then like just like how everyone was like, oh yeah, he's not going to win. Blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, all the old people were like, mm-hmm. yeah, he sounds like me at Thanksgiving dinner. I was like, exactly, that's who I want. I'm like, oh my god, that's wild, man. Dude, politics are funny. They're all so entertaining. There's never there, there's a lot of messed up stuff going up. One hundred percent. There always is. Actually, here's a fun fact. Did you know this is the most peaceful time the world has ever seen? It's pretty crazy considering. Think about think was... about that because you think you get on social media, you see something messed up every single time. Oh yeah. You go social media, but you go back to the earliest of uh, the early 20th, 20th century where a thousand people every hour are dying less than an hour are dying oh yeah we so like and like everyone's just like oh no this is the most messed up time in the world no dude based on just that like statistics alone this is technically speaking the most peaceful time we've ever lived in as a civilization but because you're always seeing it you think that it's not the most crazy thing is i just looked this up because i knew it was a stupid number it was the united states has been at peace for only 17 years since 1776 checks out it checks out i mean that's just crazy like, we love checks fighting out. wars so i was like oh my god yeah well we also love hiring other countries to fight wars oh yeah against, you know against other bigger uh, proxy wars we love our we love ourselves a good proxy war <laughs> we love we love giving guns to certain groups to fight another certain group who we watch yeah uh, yeah and then we say well that wasn't us that wasn't our fault that wasn't uh we didn't do that no, you'll find about the classified documents in 50 years yeah wink. Yeah, yeah, I love the uh, that meme where it's like, remember, kids, if someone ever says the government wouldn't do that, yes, they yes, would. Yes, they would. I was like, oh god, yeah. There's a lot of. We're gonna. I'm gonna end up getting. By the way, I'm not suicidal, so if, if somehow this blows up, I doubt it will. But like, if it blows up, I'm not suicidal. That's all I'm gonna say. And you're probably found <laughs> hanging from Bimal base of operations. Okay, tell me, did your dad ever listen to Mark Levin? My dad still listens to Mark. Oh Levin. my god, it, there's, my there's dad, nothing I'm not worse. I'm not oh. okay. I'm not gonna go too deep. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you more stuff about this after we're done with this, just because there's some certain things I cannot say on here. But um, my dad listens to Mark Levin religiously every oh, day. Yeah. Buys every single one of his books. Has sent me books of his, and I'm like, I'm not gonna read it. The worst thing Sorry. ever is whenever you're sitting there and he has that like corny old person intro to his radio show, where it's like from a base unknown yeah. coming to you live, Mark. Love it. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. I was like, I have to listen to this for this entire car ride. I'm Dude, like, our, I think our dads would be best friends. Oh, 100%. Honest, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, Cody, you can like, you know, the AC doesn't have to be at 60. <laughs> and we're in the middle of Montana. I'm like, okay, you could just turn it up to like 75. Maybe like, that'd be sick. Like, God, dude, my dad is my dad's something. I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, totally different person than my little brother copy and paste of him exact same and i'm like oh my god i was like i have to deal with weston now growing up yeah. like this like it's me entertaining. my dad's my dad's best friend is in town right oh now. god well he's leaving tonight but he was in he came in town for the sumble because mm-hmm. he he went to oregon state okay and he's a big oregon state fan so my dad and him they all went to they my entire family went to, i didn't go because i had other stuff to do but i'd work but <laughs> um he uh they went to the game and dude, watching them together interact, it's funny because he went to college with them or like he, oh, yeah, he knew him in college though. and yeah. See, that's the difference between our dads. Mine didn't go to college. He went straight to straight to army. So they said hey, they're gonna arrest him, or hey, if you go to the dad, army, he went my to the dad army. went to college, got kicked out for failing, and then joined the army. Oh, there you go. So there, yeah. Did, was your dad a welder too? Uh no, he went he went from college to the army and then went back to college as he was in the army, finished out his school. 
Yeah. My pops was a welder, so he's he's oh my god, T- that dude. typical dad lore stuff where he's dad like lore. back when I was your age, I would walk 10 miles in the morning, 10 miles home. Yeah, my dad lore growing up in Montana is incredible. Like he would just purposely <laughs> trespass areas, shoot off the locks just to go hunting. Like he would leave when grandma was like, Yeah, he would leave for days. And like <laughs> like he wouldn't text me and he was like 14 and he would just hey, go I was out gonna in the text you. And he was like, Yeah, they just went off to the mountains to go hunting and then just come back days later with a deer and I'm all are you a big hunter? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty solid. Dude, I've never been, and I've come from a family of hunters. Yeah, it's. I'm, I mean, I'd definitely say in the Mar, I'm the black sheep of the family, me and mm-hmm. my uncle, because we don't hunt as much. But, like, yeah, my dad is, like, a redneck with money. Like, Africa, <laughs> Australia. Oh, really? Everything. Like, anything that, yeah, like, anything that gone on Noah's Ark. He does, he does arch enemy. Oh, 100%. Anything that gone on <laughs> Noah's Ark is hanging in one of his houses. That's insane. Like, oh, he just loves that Dude, my, my uncle, my uncle when I was growing up, my... So my grandma's sister, her her husband, mm. he uh he was a huge hunter. Oh, and you go into his house, dude. We would go, we go visit, and oh, he passed away when I was younger. But we would go, we go to her house, walk in, mountain lion stuff right up top. Oh yeah. Left. And you're like okay, go in the kitchen, buck, right there. Oh yeah. Go through this doorway, another buck, and then you got a freaking a bison or buffalo, mm-hmm. buffalo hide. He's got a bear. Um, he's got two elk and a moose, a couple wolves. Um, what is it? The one with the swirly. Oh, uh, kudu. Yeah. Or, yeah one I of don't know. One of those things. I'm not familiar with it. I've never been hunting. Weird. Big fisher though. I've gone no, fishing, you know, fishing. Fishing is it's, I'd say fishing is more tranquil than hunting by far. Oh yeah. Like it's less just, work and, and it's less depression. <laughs> it's like, you know, you spend like five days, miserable, cold, wet, and you're trying to hunt and you don't kill anything. You're just like, all right, well now I'm going home, miserable, cold, wet. Now I want to get it. I, I want to get into hunting. And I think a lot of people, they always, you know, all the people on Instagram are like, Oh, you go hunting. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Go but, kill yourself. Well, they, I would go more for just the, the food aspect. Like oh, the meat, like the meat, if you can get like an elk, Oh yeah, you're you know good. you're fed for a year. Oh yeah, we still like our family up up north. They love hunting and they'd have oh. coolers full of everything. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. I accidentally popped out of my Zoom meeting real quick. Didn't want to end this. <laughs> that would suck if it didn't record. Yeah, it's there's some interesting stuff there. Yeah, I uh, I I, I want to go eventually. Maybe I have a bunch of teammates on my bunch of uh country boys on my. I well, believe in hunts. Kansas. Oh, oh yeah. Kansas. Good old Kansas. We can go to Daddy's Ranch. We can go hunt whitetail. Yeah, my 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 teammate, my teammate, that guy Lance Elson, he's from Mississippi. And I got into an argument about him because there's nothing that drives me crazy than the fake cowboys. And there's oh. a lot of them here in El Paso and Las Cruces. No, 100%. Like, you, you've dealt with yeah, them. You oh, go to the Western God. bars. See, like, the thing is, like, with me, it's like, I know I'm not country. I'll never act country. I'm never going to sit there and, you know, badmouth someone's truck because blah, blah, blah. No, like, I know where <laughs> my cut off. Those are fighting words, five words. I'll kill you for that. South will rise again if you ever say something like that to me again. No, I mean, like, I showed goats when I was younger, so I made a lot of country friends. And I also uh-huh. got some validity in the Las Cruces redneck circle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. But, like, I know my cutoff. And I just see some people out there. I'm like, okay, you are wearing way too much. They're wearing they're wearing a, a black cowboy hat in the middle of June mm-hmm. and July. And you're like, all right, dude. Um, definitely yeah no i was like oh my girl she was like i'm gonna buy boots so we can go to like country bars blah 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 first pair she sent me was a pair of pink boots and i go sweetheart no i was like no i was Mm -hmm. like that's buckle bunny i was like you can wear like get any other kind of boots i was like it's not pink well dude i got into this argument with my teammate because he's like everyone they're obsessed with cowboy hats 
and they all wear them when they go out and stuff they're like mm-hmm. he's like what do you think of the cowboy hats and i was like honestly i think they're dumb well like if you're not an actual cowboy person yeah, you have, you're to, wearing you have, a to cowboy have some hat. western background to be you know what my i have a i have an old texas dirty hat that i wear when okay. i go out fair you might see it this weekend when i when i go over for uh for new year's but you actually having fun crazy yeah but i go uh i wear that and that's as country as it's gonna get for me that's fair i listen to country music but i'm not i'm not i'm not like that but he, he was like we got we got cowboys on our team i'm like no we don't i was like we have country guys they enjoy hunting they enjoy fishing there's not one of them that's gonna go i mean maybe a couple of them but like the fur the closest dude we had works on a farm now. I mean, that's, that's pretty fair. Working on a farm is pretty rugged stuff. That's, I'm not gonna lie. That's 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 cowboy. That's cowboy. There Working on go. a ranch on a farm is some hard work stuff. Like, yeah, I said, I was like, dude, all these people that are wearing these cowboy hats wouldn't last two days on a ranch. No, it's... they working. And I know my place. I'm not gonna do it. I would. I wouldn't last. No, I mean, I tried working on rock walls one summer and I almost died. And it was two days, and I go, all right, dude. It was my buddy's company, and I was like, all right, I'm never talking to you, to you again. It's like I promise. It was like as he long as you like, into it. Oh, he's like, you want to work with me? Well, well I'll pay you. Well, no, it's what? good money. I was like, I was like yeah. <laughs> That's I get you. I'm like, sure. I bet it is good money, buddy. I should have known well enough. I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I was like, sure. I'll work with you. Yeah. It sounds like a great time. And I was passing out the first day because I didn't eat breakfast and I didn't drink water and I was sitting there wobbling and all the older, all the older Mexican dudes were like looking at me like, what the hell is this gringo doing here? You're like, what is your, what is his problem? Man? I know they're giving me, some, they're giving me some of their extra like chorizo burritos to eat. They're like, eat me. Go. I'm like, oh god, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm dying. Yeah, dude, we got a. I did. I spent a summer doing trenching. Oof. that was fun. It was it paid really well. I actually really enjoyed it. Well, Surprisingly, like, I didn't think I would. Maybe I was like, you know, maybe you're born. You're supposed to be born like the 1600s and just be an indentured well, servant. No, I'm good. I'm good, man. I, I'm fine. Born where I am. I'm my fine skill with my podcast is, and my videos yeah, and everything. I'm I like doing that. my podcast. That's, that's I'm, I'm fine where I'm at, man. I don't got to do anything else. You had to pick one time to go back and live with the, with the rules at hand. Where would you go? Probably like 80s or 90s. Oh, uh, so, you, so you want? What? I don't want to go too far. back. You just want to go where the cocaine's pure. No. Is that what it is? That's all I'm hearing. Cocaine's pure and the cars are loud. Some. No, I don't know. I I wouldn't want to go too far back. I would do sixties. Why would you go sixties? You're gonna get you're gonna, you're gonna get drafted, man. Whatever, dad lore, bro. That and Elvis. At least I get to listen. I, Good luck, man. Hey, Elvis, we got sick, Mar- Dude, all those guys. I'd be in like the hay dudes of like prime. Go back to the nineties. I can enjoy the peak of Metallica, ACDC. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, eighties. I already got the hair guy. for the eighties, so like I you do just, have the hair for the eighties. Yeah, if I was a little bit shorter, I'd get me a Firebird and just Dude, put you put you in the eighties in Las Cruces, six seven mullet. Oh my god! Oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, be crazy. Life's over. You be you be unstoppable. Dude, I would have so much. That'd be so cool. I'd be like, yeah, it's like no, yeah. I'd be the guy. Yeah, even my underwear's denim. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sick. Oh my gosh, dude, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going back further than that. That's all. That's all I want to hang out in. That's fair. I'm complain. Yeah, but I think we're gonna wrap it up here today. I think we have another podcast coming up. Ooh, Sammy. I think and Sammy. Sammy. Ooh, I think Sammy's cool. gonna pop in. Maybe if you want to hang around, I'll see if he's even here. Hey, you gotta tell him. You gotta tell him about me. But Saxon, meet writing him. Appreciate you coming. It was on, always man. a pleasure, brother. Oh yeah.